Hello and welcome to the Get Around It podcast. I'm Ben Gray, and alongside me, as they always are, we have Zach Mankin and Tim Brown. This week, we're doing a little bit of an all-rounder episode. We're going to do a little bit of talk about the Euros, a little bit of F1, a little bit of Space Jam, going to preview the NBA Finals. But in the NFL, the first thing I think we need to talk about is Trevor Lawrence just received the bag of a lifetime um, and hasn't even thrown a football yet. $36.8 million over four years, 24 of which is guaranteed. Tim, how does it feel knowing that a 21-year-old has earned <laughs> that much money already and we're 21? How does that make you feel? Ben, passive income. Does he have <laughs> passive income? <laughs> is he making his money work for him? Because by the sounds of it, he's working a nine to five, seven days a week to earn that. Ben, what oh, are we doing? Passive, very passive, passive. right? Yeah. No, to be fair, congrats, mate. Like, you know, that's all right. It's a bag's a bag. You know, first first of many, we uh, we assume with, with Trevor Lawrence. Um, I mean, look, it's strange that it is of that magnitude considering the salary cap has gone down a little bit because of COVID. Um, but hey, look, the, the Jags have just, again, shown why they're not exactly the best front office. Um, but at the same time, that's what happens. Every year it goes up a little bit, even though it shouldn't necessarily but trev mate secured the bag well done how does that work with the rookie contracts out of interest do you do you know tim like does the do the jags just decide how much they're going to pay him like is there like a max they can pay him or can they just give him as much as they want i think i think there is like a again i think i don't think there's a cap necessarily but i know that in um you know if you're first if you're a first rounder you get a lot more than anyone else but then again if it's like if you if you're a first round pick you you get probably the most um you know you and then it goes from there but in terms of the actual amount i'm pretty sure it's it's half from the league kind of stipulating what they should be getting um and half from of course the jaguars organization wanting to reward trevor for coming to that awesome organization yeah of course I, w- I wouldn't want to double that if I was going into the Jags. I'd no. need more. Yeah, I'm not like that's that's my that's my thought behind it. Again, could be wrong. Not normally. Uh, I'm I'm not funny. Um, uh, I'm not special, <laughs> and I'm not fun. Um, but I'm you know we're not normally wrong. I mean, is there a world where they regret giving him 24 million guaranteed? Like, I mean, could we see a lot of money for a similar type of the you know Joe Burrow, right? Joe Burrow just went down with a big injury. What what says Trevor doesn't go down with a big injury and then his career is ruined? But they've given him 24 million guaranteed. Mm. It's a lot of money for a bust, Ben. Tell you what, (laughs) (laughs) tell you what, a lot of money for a three win season. Yeah, I think that's. I don't, yeah, I don't think they're not going to regret it. Like, what else do the Jags really have going for them? I think. That is true. This is the, and they've this got is a lot the next of four years. Cap space. A lot of cap, for sure. A lot of cap. A lot of cap. A lot of cap. Ben, would you, would you be happy for that, for that contract, you know, being the athlete that you are? Would I have taken that money? No, I would have, I would have told them to get stuffed, um, quite personally. Like you said, passive income. If they offered me $36.8 million or a dollar every day, I'm taking a dollar every day. <laughs> Right, I think we we both know the power of passive income, and the dollar a day is just worth more to me. Right? <laughs> do the math. It just, it just do the is. math. Do the it's math. Obvious. Do the math. And, but the yeah. thing is, is I don't have to work for that dollar a day. It works for me, and that's and that's what's important. Um, not even not even I'm, just I'm the dollar. I'm waiting for. 
I would, how much how much would you do for 50 cents a day even i mean that's no, in the see, background I would, you wouldn't want away. a dollar a day i want i want 0. 0.001 bitcoins every nice every nice. Day. nice well I I, in i'm the waiting for the day that we i'm waiting for the day that we get that right where, where that becomes a commonplace where you know this virtual currency becomes something that maybe rookies could ask i mean if, if you were a rookie tim would you have just asked for your salary in bitcoin <laughs> um uh, considering uh how it's performing at the moment no but Dogecoin, yeah, why not? I feel like that's on the up and up. I think, I, I think see, definitely. I could see you asking for a non an NFT version of yourself. Yeah, can I, <laughs> okay. A temporary NFT. Uh, talking about NFTs and, and earning money off your likeness and, and, and your name, have you guys seen and, and heard about what the NCAA is now allowing college athletes to do? What are they allowing college athletes to do? Tell Tim? me more. Well, thanks thanks for asking, guys. Um, the NCAA have now passed a new law which allows athletes to earn money off their name and likeness. So they can be sponsored by outside, you know. Um, Spencer Rattler was sponsored by Chick-fil-A, I believe, um, or, or one of those fast food <laughs> um, chains. Um, you know, that oh, the girl off TikTok, who's a gymnast, um, Livy, 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 yeah, Livy, thanks, thanks, mate. Uh, I'm glad, I'm glad you're on top of it. Um, she can now be, um, you know, she can receive money from, uh, you know, sponsors for, you know, being in LSU gear. Um, unfortunately, Zach, uh, good, good, um, good, good golf who mm. couldn't go pro because they were earning money while being at college, so they got kicked out. Fortunately, it's a couple of years too late for them, as it is with our next uh, segment. So we've gone away, and Ben, Ben's decided to, to pick his top three quarterbacks who would have earned bank in the NFL. Oh, sorry, during college. Zach has gone away and seen which running backs would have earned bank. And finally, myself, I've gone away and have found three wide receivers that, again, would be the biggest benefactors of the new double uh, NCAA laws. Ben, quarterback, marquee position. Who have you got? This was – it felt easy as a first one, and it was Trevor Lawrence. I nice. mean, this man destined for greatness since he arrived at Clemson. Uh, you have all those years that he was there where he would be earning a lot of bank. Um, and I don't, I don't doubt that he was on the biggest stage for th those three years. That was an easy one for me. Next up, I have possibly the most famous man on the planet in Tim Tebow. Nice. Um, a gentleman who was drafted to the NFL in 2010, yet we're still managing to talk about him in 2021. That just shows you how famous he is now, and this isn't even him at his peak. Uh, him on that Florida team and that Florida team in general was a spectacle. Everyone in, in, like, everyone in college football knew about them. Uh, I reckon he would have earned some serious dosh there. And then for my last one, I, Tim, I, I was tossing and turning between two. And I'm tossing up between Vince Young yep. and and Manziel Matt. Oh, thank you. Manziel. Thank you. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's a tough one. Vince, arguably one of the greatest college quarterbacks of all time, playing mm -hmm. in Texas. Mm -hmm. I mean, reeks of, of money from the South. Mm. And then it's, it's Manziel, right? It's 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 Johnny Manziel, right? What are it's, we doing? It's Johnny. It is Johnny Manziel. I mean, the brother had brother was the brother was Baker Mayfield before Baker Mayfield existed. He yeah. was, he, yeah, hundred percent Johnny Football. <laughs> Johnny Football. It's in the name exactly. Uh, 
incredible list, Ben. Could not think of. I, I, I thought you may not have put Johnny, so that was one of that was one of the names I was going to throw out to you. But mate, incredible killer. I'm on top of everybody. Anybody else you would have added to that? I mean, Big Dick Joe, Joe Burrow. <laughs> That that, that that Heisman only that the, Heisman only season. the one year though he only had the one year yeah the, the one year greatness yeah. that that is the uh, issue that is the issue so no I'm a huge fan but of the no. list Ben I'm a huge fan thank you look I thank may you. have gotten the rules wrong I did five but I'm I'm <laughs> built different more so than I can actually more do what I want at the end of the day this is my show so I will take five I'll go start off with number five I went for Zeke reasonably obvious mm. had some swagger about him just feel like there's some jersey sales in there. Had all his best games against the big teams as well. So I feel like there's some serious jersey sales. Number four, mm-hmm. I had Saquads. Because nice. that, for those the quads, sell quads are just going to sell themselves. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't even matter that he was a good running back. I think the fact that he has huge quads and he had all those um, white, uh, squat videos as well. That's the sales. <laughs> My top three, a bit controversial number three, OJ Simpson. Now bear with me. Oh, eek, eek, This is This is this is prior. This is prior. This is college OJ. Played in LA. Okay. Heisman winner. Human highlight mm. reel. And back in the back in the olden days in the sixties, he's he managed to be a highlight reel person before there were even highlight reels. So imagine yeah. the amount of attention he's got. Number two, tough for him to be number two, Bo Jackson. Imagine the oh. amount of bank Bo makes in college. Not obviously not just with football, but Obviously, with his baseball, just imagine the back he would have gotten in college. And number one was Reggie Bush, yeah, because oh, he yeah. was the human highlight little OJ Simpson. Just forty years later, and with the internet, played in LA, USC, obviously Heisman winner. Everyone loved him. That that is a guaranteed millionaire before he steps into the NFL. I reckon if they had the new laws, and 100%. that is the, that. 100%. That's the top five. I, I understand OJ Simpson's a little bit controversial for some. No, it's it's understandable for 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 the time period. Exactly. No, I like that. I like that. No, no AP. No who? Adrian Peterson. Not top five. He's not top, not top five. five? Nah, I like it. Was it. Close. No, it, was, I, it was a close I, call. I respect it. I respect it. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll finish us off with our wide receivers. Um, I'm going to go for my third one. Now, this was a toss up between my man, Jerry Rice. Um, and funnily enough, Michael Crabtree. If you ever, what? Oh my god! If you've ever sorry seen sorry ass receiver like Crabtree. sorry <laughs> ass receiver like Crabtree. <laughs> I mean, look, the man talked his shit. Like he was, he was a dog. I mean, he he also you know in two seasons um, had over three thousand yards in receiving and forty one touchdowns. So the man was box office. And was one of the top wide uh, wide receivers ever in college. Yes, it didn't translate to the NFL, but look, we're, we're looking at college athletes. This 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 right here, this man would have got a bank. Um, my second one, Jamar Chase. Jamar oh. Chase. Oh. Had eighty four catches in um for seventeen hundred yards and twenty touchdowns in the year that they won the national chip. I think. I think just his exposure that year, even though he sat out this year, I think his exposure, like like we've seen how he's a top, you know, he got picked in the top five this year. That one season would have catapulted him above so many others. Um, and yeah, I just think, look, he, he had swagger about him. He was on a team with Joe Burrow, which automatically, 
automatically bumps your you, you swagger up and you're at LSU one of the one of the best colleges for wide receivers so I think just the market there is incredible and finally for number one we have Randy Moss a man who's who's a catch is named after he just got mossed in one season he had 96 catches for 1800 yards and 26 seat, uh, 26 touchdowns so in comparison um, Calvin Johnson the third had 28 touchdowns in three seasons playing and Jerry Rice's best season consisted of uh, just under 1,500 yards and 27 touchdowns. So the man was incredible. The man was box office. And it's Randy Moss. I mean, again, he, sell, he sells even now. So that's, that's, my, that's my three. Does anyone have anyone else? No, man. I'll be honest. I don't, I'm not sure. But they were the, definitely Moss. That was the only one I was making sure was in there. Oh, Apart 100%. from that, I think we've yeah, I think you can make a case for most people, but no, nah, that's a good, it's a good list, Tim. I was thinking, see, I, originally uh, just because of the swagger he has in the NFL, I was rich, originally thinking about o, OBJ. Yeah, I was going to say that's one name that I thought would have been there. That's a lot. Of, didn't that is do a lot much. Of swag. Didn't do much in the um in, in college. Yeah, do, uh, now that I'm looking at it, I'm looking, I'm looking at the stats right now. Not great. Um, Look, swagger yeah. off the field, hundred percent. Oh, oh, no doubt. But I'm, I'm yeah. looking. I want productivity on and off the court, or on the field. Yeah, that's no, good. Imagine if Juju was playing in college football now with oh. the TikToks going on as well. He's oh. dual, dual income stream while at college oh with being an influencer and the football. I reckon he huge. We're gonna we're gonna get the we're gonna start getting blends of influencers slash athletes coming through college, <laughs> who are just making tens of millions. Might not even want to go to the NFL because they just can just keep playing college ball for the rest of their life just because. Man, can't wait for that. Incredible. The scenes. Imagine imagine a, a Casey Neistat, um, you know, someone who's... who's <laughs> Casey Neistat play, <laughs> <laughs> uh, playing safety. Imagine the hit sticks. Oh. I mean, one, one nice thing, right, has to be that for all the guys that don't end up being, you know, a top draft pick and stuff like that, it means that they have something to bounce back on. That's a nice thing, well, right? See, they I have some see, cash money in the bank. I, I disagree because I feel like the people that are going to make the money are the ones that are good enough to make it to the NFL. But if you were not good enough to make it to the NFL, I don't feel like you're going to make much in the in college. I don't think you're going to get much hype. That's my only concern. I like it for Ooh. running backs because running backs don't last mm. very long usually. So yeah, I do like fair. that. But apart from that, I'll be honest, I feel like you're only going to see like the top 1% make the bag. Yeah, Quinn, Quinn, Quinn Nelson was never going to make a bag in, in no. college. That, that... No one's buying Quinn Nelson. <laughs> but as all I care about, as long as they bring back NCAA football with oh. all the licensing, that's all I what care about. What happens there, though? What I, happens there with I the players? Need like, that. that is, so I, I don't know. I feel yeah, like you just hard. get a little, you get a little, um, little commission, you know, little cheeky, you get, un- cheeky um, under the table. Under the yeah, table, a yeah, couple yeah. couple royalties thrown at you for legal purposes, but definitely a bag under the table. Think about think about the recruitment now. Colleges are just got to come in and just like, look, we'll get you sponsored by Nike, we'll get you sponsored by um, Five Guys, whatever you want. Well, it means that yeah. you know colleges. It could even mean that colleges, you know, in California become more more popular, seeing as that's where all the people are. Mm. Right? You go to you go to a place like UCLA, you go to a place like USC. You're in you're mm. in LA, right? Yeah, like Hollywood, baby. 
Hollywood, right? That's box office. I mean, I don't know. Could be, could be then, something but, interesting going on there. But then even like people might get then drawn down to the south to Texas because those are big football, you know. Um, yes. Cities, yes. so it's like you know your exposure is going to be massive, especially with the local community. There's so many oh, different rep- look. Well done. It's, yeah. it's just going to suck if you if you're at you know the University of Hawaii. That's that's going to be. That's <laughs> or be does everyone suck? Does that become a hub for for the for the athlete influencer? Roll off to mm. Hawaii. That's a great spot, Spe- especially especially when the Rock buys it. Exactly. When the Rock's president, <laughs> well, mate. When the Rock's president, what now? <laughs> oh God. I can't wait. Uh, D- the Rock president Johnson versus Trump, twenty twenty four. With Kanye, with Kanye running. Kanye, for the no, Grains. Kanye's running. As, he's running. No, he's running as an independent. He's yeah. running as an independent. Let's be real. Let's he's be. Let's be very real right now. Uh, and then Hillary Clinton just trying to trying to scrape her way back in. Hillary Clinton's over there just reading their emails. <laughs> That's a Righto, moving on to the NBA. Tomorrow is the official, the first final series without LeBron or the Warriors since 2010. Mm. We've got, I've gone away and got some stats for us. Um, we've got Thanks. the Suns, absolute cakewalk into the finals versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, look, this one's going to be tough. Uh, I'll start with you, Ben. Give me your, if Giannis is healthy, how do you see this plays out? If Giannis is healthy, this get, this is over in five. What? Wow. Wasn't expecting that. If, 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 if Giannis was, was here, it's over in five. But we know, and it's been confirmed, Giannis is doubtful for game one, which is just their way of saying that he might or might not play to keep the Suns, um, to keep the Suns humble. But he's not going to play game one. Um, so it's, I don't know. I, that's the thing, right? Without Giannis, this, this, this is up in the air because it's all relying on Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday and the rest of that team, which, if we're being honest, the rest of that team is still nice. Mm, right, yeah, 100%. the Bucks have got a really nice team. They've done a really good job of putting together a bunch of players that are actually quite good and who coming off the bench, you know, my man Bug Eyes Portis. I mean, mm. brother is balling. Uh, white man can't jump. Pat Connaughton balling. I mean, this is it's a good team, man. But without Giannis, it, it feels like the Suns are, are, are one task too tall for them. I mean, what do you think, Tim? Are you similarly thinking or? I think I think six is the number. I like six games. I think without Giannis, um, at least for the first couple, I think the sin the Suns win in six. I think with Giannis, even you know for just five games, I think the Bucks win in six. Um, I think, yeah, I, I think I think the Suns are built very well, and of course they have been the healthiest, um, which always helps going into the finals. Um, but the Bucks just have that dog about them. Like even when Giannis went down, game game four. Um, yeah. Or, or game, yeah, game four, and then and both um, uh, Middleton and and Holiday turned up both not not just offensively like Middleton in that third quarter in game six and in game five I believe the fourth quarter when he when he went for twenty three and, and twenty, incredible. But their defensive efforts, like they 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 switched on and it seemed like they were a bit more free without Giannis and. Um, not not necessarily that's a good thing because you want Giannis in the team um, because of just, it's Giannis. He's a two-time MVP. But mm-hmm. the, the way that they kind of rallied behind the troops um, when he went down and, and didn't give up a game after that was was pretty incredible. So I think I, I think Giannis is the, you know, he has to be the factor. I think with him, the Bucks do win in six. 
I think without him, I think the Suns win in six. Manx, a lot of talk is about how people might think that Giannis, you know, shouldn't be in that rotation at least with twelve minutes to go in the in the fourth. A lot of talk about that. What's your opinion? You definitely brought it to the right person out of me. Oh my god! <laughs> Look, I wouldn't go that far. I think I do agree that games five and six without Giannis, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton would definitely feel like they were unlocked, especially Drew Holiday, because when they're mm. kind of you know running the show, I just feel like it's a little bit smoother in those last stretches where they usually struggle. Saying that though, definitely a goal. For, uh, you need you still need Giannis out there um, in those crunch time moments, but I think now that looks like Drew Holiday's kind of, again, just kind of unlocked what we saw more in New Orleans. I think when Giannis comes back, I assume that we're still going to see the same Drew we saw in game five and six, and we're going to kind of see the best version of the Bucks that we've seen, hopefully when Giannis comes back with the way he was playing. I do agree, though. I had Bucks in seven because I saw the tweet that that guy sent out in 2016. Incredible. the finals. Oh, my God, man. Bucks versus oh Suns. Bucks in seven. If he's gotten this far... Who am I to go against him any further? I'm going Bucks in seven. <laughs> um, which, again, maybe that plays into the fact that Giannis is injured. Because if Giannis wasn't injured, I would have also said Bucks in five. So this brother knew back in 2016 that Giannis was going to be injured the first couple of games. I do imagine that it's going to come down to these first two games that the Bucks, if Bucks can get one in Phoenix, I think 1-1, Giannis comes back game three in Milwaukee. That's when I think it's over. So if the Suns have any chance, they've got to go two 0 up. Um, but I just don't see it. You can't beat Bobby Porter's. That brother doesn't even need a blink. Brother is on. Brother is like, a flamethrower. He, he literally doesn't miss anything because he doesn't blink. He sees everything. You're not getting past him. Um, it, yeah. I mean, you have a couple factors that you reckon are the biggest thing, other than the Giannis one, obviously. Because yeah. one of the things that I have, and if we look at some of the metrics from the playoffs, the Bucks average 14 offensive rebounds per game as opposed mm. to the Phoenix Suns' eight. Um, we saw in that last Hawks versus Bucks game, the offensive rebounding from the Bucks killed the Hawks, put, pretty much put them out of reach. Um, and as much as the Suns have Aiton, is that going to be enough to stop this rebounding onslaught that the Bucks seem to be able to have? Because we know offensive rebounds completely change the direction of a game. Yeah, I think I think it's it's tough because I think the Bucks are going to continue to dominate in the offensive boards just because they have Brooke Lopez, they have um, Bobby Portis, and, and they have PJ Tucker, who seems to be the most hustle player on that team. And I, I that's going to be you know when we do a final year um, you know recap in the NBA, that's going to be one of my big um, you know my bad calls because I I didn't think you know what people were offering him for him um, in terms of the trade deadline was worth it. Um, but he's come out and balled out. So I think with that, I mean, you know, the, the Suns' second biggest um, big is Dario Saric. Um, and that, that man spaces the, the floor. He doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't box out. So although when Aiden's on the floor, I think, you know, they'll be fine. He, he's not playing, you know, 40, 42 minutes a game. So I think that would definitely be a, mass, a major factor. And I also have another one, and this one's for you, Macon. The Suns usually shoot 39% from the field in the playoffs. Then in crunch time, clutch in, in clutch scenarios, they then go down to 16% from the three-point line. Is Oof. that something to worry about? Is is this series going to be close in games and you have defenders like Drew Holiday, PJ Tucker, Chris Middleton even, 
is that going to be even worse for the Suns? Is that going to be, is that something to worry about? Or is that just a stat that I'm looking at that doesn't Wait, really matter? Did you say the Suns shoot 16% or the Bucks do? Uh, so the Suns usually shoot 37% from three point land in, in normal game. And then when it gets to clutch time, they shoot 16. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's an issue. I, that kind of makes sense because I'm assuming my actually, I had a big takeaway and that was the, the Phoenix Suns pick and roll. Bud is not going to let CP3 and Book torch him in those final moments. Because if you were oh, going to bet no. on the Suns, that's where you would. That's where the argument would be. It's that it comes down to the last six minutes. You probably take Book and CP3 over Middleton, right? And just offensively. And I just don't think Bud's going to let him. I think Bud's just going to trap him. And they're going to force Drake Carouda and Mikel Bridges to beat him in the corners, which, look, it could go both ways. But I do agree that's an issue. Yeah. Because it's gonna if those two can hit shots, if Jay Crowder has one of those series where he just gets insanely hot, which he did last year in Miami, same thing with Mikel Bridges, the Suns' offense is pretty impossible to stop. Because mm. the only other alternative is to let CP3 shoot mid-range Jays, and that hasn't gone well so far. I mean, just ask Denver. Yeah, that's no. what Denver did. Yeah. Denver let him just shoot, and Jokic didn't come up and meet him in the mid-range, and he killed him. So it's going to come down to those two. But I would take I'll take my boy Chris Middleton in the last six minutes over. Jay Crowder and Mikel Bridges in the corner. That's, yeah, but it's going to be interesting. Hmm. A lot, a lot at stake. Um, and I think as much as D book and Aiton have done really well, first time in the playoffs, this is the NBA finals. And it's, it's a big difference because instead of being, we're just another series away, this is the series. And even for someone like Chris Paul, who I know, and I, and I, and I love how well he's done. This is new for him as well. See, before it wasn't, it was not really uncharted territory for Chris. He's been to the playoffs plenty, um, but the finals is a different beast. I mean, do you see them yeah. crumbling and in, in the, in the pressure getting them, Tim, or do you think that CP's got the composure for this? I think CP has to have the composure. I mean, it's been what almost twelve seasons in the making, um, and, and to finally get to that to that point, because I think you know it leads quite nicely onto what it means for certain players and. If CP3 finally hops over his biggest criticism, which is to win a chip and be able to lead a team to the finals and, and get over that hump, you know, it propels him into that talk of top top five, top three point guards. You know, he's one of my favorite of all time. Don't think he's the, you know, in terms of skill and, and um, in terms of his resume, I don't think he's in that top, top three yet. But I mean, it's CP3, it's the point guard. I think... I think it all comes down, you know, CP3 is going to do what he does. I mean, he needs to shoot better earlier on. Um, of course, in the fourth, when you turn up and you, and you score 20 unanswered points, you, you, you're always, you know, you, you can go through that stretch, but it's it's hard to sustain. And I think CP3 need, really needs to, to lead this team because, you know, the only other person who's really had that finals experience is Dre Crowder. Um, so, I mean, I think Booker... <laughs> Booker, you know, he, he has declared himself as an outright superstar or, or, or at least on the verge of being a superstar. Um, he, he needs to turn it up. DeAndre Aiden, of course, can can put up 20 and 10, you know, 20 and 15. But it's it's down to CP3, as it is to Giannis, or, or maybe even more so now, Middleton Holiday. It, it has to be CP3 who leads this team and, and is probably poised to do it the best. See, I'm looking at the CP3 legacy thing, and I think there's like two extremes. If they win, I reckon he's probably goes. He's on my point guard ratings at fourth best of all time. He doesn't break into the top three, but he probably passes guys like Stockton, Nash, um, guys like Jay West, even Big O, 
just because that ring, he's already got all the stats, he's already got all the other stuff. So now if he gets that ring, he goes to fourth. But the other side is I can see this narrative shifting very quickly if they lose because this has probably been like the easiest playoff run since like the 1999 lockout mm. year. Like you go through how the Suns have gotten here. Lakers up 2-1, AD goes down. Swept, they did to be fair, they swept the Nuggets but had no Jamal Murray. Um, and then they get no Kawhi in the Western Conference Finals and they could get no Giannis for the first two games. If they don't win this one, I feel like everyone's going to turn on CP3 and just be like, if you couldn't win it this year, like it's it was just never going to happen, which kind of scares me. But if they do win, oh yeah, like I said, other way. I reckon he goes fourth best point guard of all time. He's probably going to be the finals MVP. Um, and it's probably the final piece in his legacy. Because like you said, he's won everything else. So this is big, yeah, big well, for CP3. Two things from what you just said. I think the first one is the whole turning on him. Because... CP3 is 36 years old. It feels like this is the last chance. And it feels like this is, and this leads on to your finals MVP, his last chance to be the best player on the team. Um, and, it, and it opens up that question of whether he would be the finals MVP and whether, I don't know, like let's say D-Book turns up and he's averaging six more points per game than Chris Paul and averages a couple assists and hits some big shots. Is there a world where D-Book even gets finals MVP? Are we pretty confident that the narrative into this one is going to be Chris Paul? Yeah, I think there's too much of a, like a, like a, this is Chris Paul's moment kind of vibe about it. Like, I feel like as long as he does like his normal kind of stat line, I think he gets it. If it's 50-50, it 100% goes to CP3. And Book's not someone that scores consistently. Like, he'll give me, he's going to drop 40 at some point, but he'll also have nights where he's just not quite there. But I think CP, and CP3 is going to be the crunch time guy as well, so... Regarding like the big moments, very likely they're going to be CP3s if they win. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about... Oh, did you have something else you want to say about CP3, Tim? No, not necessarily CP3. I was going to throw it over to you actually, Ben, um, and just keep it on the finals MVP um, you know, topic. If Giannis only plays four games, oh. does he win it? Oh, good point. Oh, Lord. That's oh, a good point. Lord. Well, it depends if the Suns win the first two games and then the Bucks win the next four, mm-hmm. right? Because let's say the Suns win the first two, Giannis comes back for game three and then they storm to four wins on the back of his shoulders. Yeah, that's finals MVP. Um, if the Bucks win one of the first two and then win three with him, I mean, I'd be I'd, I'd be thinking about putting it somewhere else. But that'd be great. That'd I mean, be so funny. like, like. It would suck because I was going to say my next point was about Giannis. I was going to flip the flip to the other side of what this ring means to someone. Giannis, who you know really hasn't been in the league that long, but it feels like there is already so much expectation on his shoulders. Um, this is just his eighth season in the league, um, which I, which is crazy to think about because he's only he's only twenty six. Right, mm. eight season in the league. He's twenty six years old, two time MVP, and a, de- a defensive player in the same year as an MVP, which is incredible. I mean, all he's missing is the ring to be put up there as one of those great players. But without a Finals MVP, and you know how I feel about when you win, a oh, ring we know. A I was going to say, we know. <laughs> you know how I feel about people who win win a chip and don't win Finals MVP. Um, I mean, it's important. It's an important part of the ring because it solidifies the fact that you were the most important factor in that win. So I think Giannis really needs this ring, but but in conversely to Chris Paul, he doesn't need it now. 
He's got many years considering, left. Considering you do think finals MVP is important, would you consider it an asterisk title for Giannis if he didn't win it? <laughs> it's, does it even count? Because um, it didn't count for you, Steph a, Curry. So this would have to didn't. also have to apply to Giannis. Yeah, it would. And it would. Um, I, but I think one a, it, another big difference would be the fact that Steph didn't turn up in that finals at all anyway. Um, <laughs> um, he never turns up in the finals. But <laughs> it would be an asterisk on Giannis if he didn't win the finals MVP. But like I said, unlike Chris Paul, he's only 26. Chris Paul is 36. So Giannis has got plenty more years. And I feel like he's the kind of guy, he, you know, he's signed a long-term contract with the Milwaukee Bucks. They have a nice system there. I, it, uh, he's got plenty of time. So if he doesn't win finals MVP or he doesn't win the ring this year, he's got time. But I feel like if he's chasing greatness, which when you win MVP and defensive player in the same year you are, um, he needs he needs it now. Yeah. Um, well, I'll ask you this, Tim. Seven to one is the odds of Giannis winning finals MVP. Mm. Does, <gasps> that, does that tickle your fancy in the slightest? <laughs> Seven to one? Seven to one's nice. Like, Seven to one for so the best player on the court? <sighs> Oh no, Cameron Payne's Look, at a dollar ten. So <laughs> that is, that's easy money, though. That is easy. Money. Um, who's so who's favorite? Um, is it, is it CP is CP three? Um, it's a lot of Phoenix players. So it's a lot of Phoenix players. I know. I remember. Hold on, here we go. Okay, Chris Paul's two dollars fifty. Book three dollars fifty. Middleton six to one. Giannis seven to one. Eight and sorry, Drew Holiday eight to one. Is it bad that I kind of like Drew Holiday at eight to one? It's not Tim, because I'm with you. I think the the best value is a hundred. Come on, Yana seven to one. I mean, that's like that's said, pretty freaking good. That is pretty. That's good. But I feel like I feel like I don't know why I've got this weird inkling that if the Bucks win it, and 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 like you said, Ben, if they win, you know, if they win one, if they steal one at home from from the from the Suns. Just Holiday playing both sides of the court and potentially turning it up and, and potentially almost averaging a triple double, kind of like Jimmy Butler stats last year. Oh my god! I kind of see him not averaging a triple. And, and are you not seeing the value in the six to one Chris Middleton though? Who? Yeah, but no, but that's where the value is. I know, but that's the issue because I think the the value is either with Chris or Giannis because the markets don't know when Giannis is coming back. They've got to put, they've got to kind of like split the hedge their bets yeah. with those two. So, do you bet on both? Do you bet on both yes, Middleton? Just put ten bucks on both. Put ten bucks on yeah. both. Because if the yeah. Bucks win, it's one of them. Like I know you're saying Drew Holiday, but like as soon as Giannis comes back, Drew Holiday goes back to being, you know, eight points and five rebounds and defensive <laughs> player. Like that's what's gonna happen. So like I'm not betting on him. <laughs> I don't know. I just I've got a feeling. I got a feeling that Giannis comes back in Game Three. You could bet on all three, mate. You could bet on all three and just assume the Bucks are going to win it. And then, (laughs) mate, lots to think about there. There are some. There is what's because my my thing is I, it's two two dollars and eighty seven. It's two eighty seven for for the the games to go to six. Oof, for it to go to six games. I don't know about six. It's too hard because we don't know yet. it's a double-edged sword because it's a good thing we don't know Giannis's injury because the odds are kind of hard to get for the markets to get, but it's bad because you're kind of guessing. Well, what are your sources telling you, Tim? When when's Giannis coming back? Look, Giannis, Giannis is has he's been making progress, Ben. Uh, okay. I think game. I think game one. I think game one. He sits out. He sees. He kind of I'm... look. If they get blown out in game one, 
sources tell me that he'll be back for game two. If it's close, I think I think he comes back game three. But he doesn't play. Giannis, Giannis isn't playing game one. Okay. Wow. Wow. <sighs> yeah, I would say I would say Giannis doesn't come back to game three. I would feel I feel reasonably confident. I would lock in a seventy five percent confidence interval with Kawhi Leonard, not Kawhi Leonard, Giannis, game three. Oh, man. I mean, and you What's got your, to, I mean, you Ben, have, you have the yeah. Ben, you have the basketball IQ of a savant, so you will know. When Giannis is coming back, just from gut feel, what is the what's the gut well, telling you? Reggie Miller in in the commentary box the other day said, you know, if I'm Giannis or likewise I'm Trey Young, um, and I need to come back to help my team win a chip, that is not something that happens every day. Just ask a guy like Reggie Miller. So if you're mm. injured, you want to come back. Um, mm. You, 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 nothing is promised in the NBA, especially in that Eastern Conference. Um, and so for, you know, for Giannis, at, at what point are you, are you just not going to get this chance ever again? And, which I know is a hard thing to have to think about, but I, he, I think game three is definite. He's definitely coming back game three, no matter what. Mm. I think there is a chance he comes back game two, though. Mm. Yeah. Say if he comes back, I don't think he's healthy. I don't think he's. That's my other thing as well. Even if which, he comes which back, is then, like he yeah. might not even be like. It's like when James Harden came back, everyone was really excited, and then he drops a triple single. It's like, well, it's not. He may as well have just stayed off the court. Mm. I don't want to see that with Giannis. And the other thing is, what happens if it's similar to AD and he comes back too early, and then he goes down, you oh, know, halfway through that. the first? Oh, oh please no! Please this would be no. the biggest damn asterisk for the Suns if Giannis gets injured. Jeez. I'm sorry. I yeah, hate to say Asterix title, considering I had to defend that the existence of that last year for the broad. But oh, that you makes just... that, that's a different Asterix. That that no, that's that, that one's that harder. Sense. The Asterix. That's was, a that Mickey Mouse one. Harder. That's not Asterix. <laughs> that's not Asterix. That's Mickey Mouse. Megan, Jesus. There's nothing wrong with Mickey Mouse. Right? Um, come on, get <laughs> this is this is an Asterix title, surely. Listen, man, you can you can find fault in almost every title. Um, you can you can go back and you can find fault in all of them. I don't find so, a single fault yeah. in LeBron James's three-one comeback against the Golden State Warriors. Ben, what where, where Draymond one. Green where Draymond Green was suspended? Yeah, come on now. I mean that's that's yeah. that you know would you consider that LeBron James's greatest <laughs> <comeback>? <laughs> would you consider that LeBron James's greatest comeback? Because there's something that's coming up which is pretty pretty monumental. Mm. And that's Space Jam, a new legacy. Oh, God, I'm so excited. Tell you what, Michael Jordan set the stage with the first one. Can LeBron James take the the um the sequel out of this world? Can he up him? Ben, what do it's you pretty... think as as the resident as the resident Michael Jordan fan? I mean, because it's number two, right? Um, like this is Space Jam is a classic. Space Jam is a cult classic, but it's also just a classic. Um, I mean, hard, hard to have to beat such a high standard. If you thought Michael Jordan's career was a hard standard for LeBron to live up to, Space Jam's an even higher one. Um, oh God, it's I don't know, man. I'm I really don't know how he's going to be able to up, up this one. How are you feeling about it, Megan? It's pretty rude for LeBron to upstage Michael Jordan on and off the court continually for years. <laughs> oh Jordan tried to get it with the 10-part 
documentary. Then LeBron just came back with a hold my beer. I'm just going to go make your movie again, but better. It's, <laughs> I can't wait for someone to, I can't wait for Shannon to bring this up with Skip Bayless in the oh, LeBron debate. Oh, yeah. the, box off, the box office numbers. It's like, yeah, but LeBron oh, got double the box office that Jordan did. Oh. And that means something. Look, the, the props have been going wild. This is, this is sport. This is a combination of betting, um, people being bored in lockdown, plus Space Jam. The, again, the LeBron outscoring Michael Jordan as a betting market, that Damn. one's... <laughs> that, that's huge. That's huge. That is legacy on legacy. Stuff for you. I don't care about finals and finals MVP. LeBron James scores more than 44, scores more than Michael Jordan in the biggest game in the world. I'm, I'm ready to pack it in. I think LeBron... That's LeBron's legacy sewed up for me, Ben. I don't know about you. I mean, Tim, as as a as a film man yourself, uh, you mm. did take you did take film studies for a semester, so you are the resident film man. <laughs> that is true. If, if you compare the cast of the two movies, I think we already know which one. Oh. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, just cast... wanted to put that. Oh, hang on, no, no, no. Got, so hang got, on. We got Bill. So the... we got... Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, 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 no. Has has Bill Murray, Danny DeVito. Mm. Also has Larry Bird, no, 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 no. I mean, watch this, Tim. What watch are this. we doing? Finish him. So you're okay, saying, Le- okay. so LeBron's gonna have a better movie. So LeBron's gonna have a better movie with a worse supporting cast. So he's- he doesn't need help. <laughs> he doesn't need help. <laughs> he he Jordan. Jordan he needs won't. help for a good movie. Jordan needs help for a good movie. LeBron doesn't. LeBron's just LeBron is no. The but movie, see, man. this this shows this shows that people want to be in a movie with <laughs> no, Michael Jordan. Nobody no. wanted to be in the movie with LeBron James. Yeah, Look, yeah. It's still be saying that there's some big oh, Ben. There are there are some big names. We're talking Lawrence Fishburne. We're talking Steve Harvey. We're talking you know. We're, we're talking yeah. We're talking Don Cheadle. Steve Harvey. Don Cheadle. Steve? I'll pay. Um, Zendaya. Zendaya isn't it? MBJ. Zendaya is not in it. Where are you looking? Zendaya is. She's Lola Bunny. She's Lola Oh, that's like wow, Tim. That's like that. Timothy Mosgolf. That's the comparison NBA comparison. I don't think anyone needs to see Michael. Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> Michael B. Michael in B. It. Jordan in it. Oh, it's gonna Apparently Michael it's B's in it. it. I'm looking at the cast. I'm Michael looking at the B's cast too. I don't see any Michael B. Why is Michael B. on the Google cast? He's not. On the, he's not on the IMDb one. Get your facts right, buddy. Ben, okay, well, ben no, he no took Michael film B. studies. Who took who took film he, studies? Sorry, I apologize. Well, I, I need ben, to check ben, myself. Ben, they don't. They don't. They don't do. They don't put it down as a cameo. Ooh, All right. Okay. Okay. They don't, right. they don't, they don't register him as a cameo, but you, you're right, Ben. I mean, look, that, that supporting cast in, in the original one is OG. I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking here at the, um, the award props. Um, LeBron James would be nominated for an Academy Award for acting 51 to one. Look, I'm tempted. I'm tempted. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that the best value I've ever seen? Yes. I, yes I, I watched, I watched Trainwreck yesterday, um, with him in it. Uh, and look, it was funny. The man, the man, movie magic. I mean, they fixed his hairline. He, they, it looked thick. It looked lush, luscious, and he was a good actor. So I'm like, but also there's also LeBron James to win a Razzie Award, which I have no idea what it is, but that's um that's eleven to one. Does it does it outperform Space Jam? Yeah, box office props are interesting to to gross more on domestic opening weekend dollar fifty seven. That that's big time. Because do you I think that's a inflated? pandemic? That's what in I'm thinking. Pandemic? Yeah, but 2020s money versus 1990s. He's got him locked up. But with... is is it inflated? Have they inflate like as in have they have they accounted for the bloody inflation? Inf- bloody inflation. Just will not leave. Bloody inflation. Yeah. No, no, sorry, no, I hate to no. I hate to I hate to backpedal, but the Razzies 
is the Golden Raspberry Awards is a parody award show honoring the worst of cinematic underachievements. Okay. Um, definitely so things like worst actress, worst picture, worst actor, worst director, worst screenplay. Oh my God, there's some brutal ones in here. Are you serious? Um, no, okay. I'll I, I take that back. It's, it's we more, should do it's going to be we should do a sport. Award. We should do a sports version of that. I reckon we would have a sports Razzies. <sighs> The sports Razzies <laughs> award. I reckon Absolute we would have some. We would be taking names. We'd be taking souls on that show. Okay, this oh is actually God. like on a legitimate basis. This is actually kind of intriguing me. Space Jam to be nominated for at least one Academy Award. Like legitimately, best visual effects. An Academy oh, Award, nice. Best visual effects. This is this isn't to be. This is this will be win. biggest movie of the nominated. year. This will be biggest movie of the year. This could be nominated for Best Animated Feature. Uh, Luca uh, did come out this year, Tim. That is true. That is true. But you only and need a nomination. That is quite a good you movie. You only need a nomination. We're not going for the You win. only need an... Uh, Boss Baby came out this year. Family oh, Business. Damn. Come on now. Damn. I'm so, best Visual Effects, they have to, that has to, be, it has to be in the running. Space Jam in it. 15 to 1. 15 to 1 for that. Just be nominated? Yeah. Just to be nominated, not to win, just to be one. nominated. That's that's dirty. Oh, that's tempting, actually. Yeah. I think the box I mean, office unless... props is going to be tough. Yeah. With the, with the COVID. Ben, Love and Monsters, the Netflix special with, um, uh, oh, what's it called? Um, who's the guy that all the girls like from? Um, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. From, I know what you mean. Um, <laughs> the Wolf, the Wolf, the wolf, Team Wolf. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean? That guy. Someone? Sean. Yeah, 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 Sean. Okay, Sean. Um, <laughs> tomato meter. The tomato meter. I kind of like this. The official tomato meter number percentage. Over 64.5% or under? But it's going to be a woke movie, so I reckon that's an easy over. They're not, like, that's, oh, that's easy. Tomatoes are, the, the tomato meter is a tough one, man. It is. Tomatoes it's not, it's, So do you bet the under just to, just to, to really under, bet against I mean, the, the tomato meter? Under's at 220. If you like, multi... You just, Oh. Can you multi under, Can we six, get a, under <laughs> LeBron James Academy Award and the nomination? That's at thirty. That's at thirty-two dollars. Oh, we don't really multi them, sons of bitches. Look, there is some value in Space Jam, guys. I think the there is some the fifteen to one Academy Look, Award. Put that one in the back pocket because mm-hmm. we. I think what That's we need there. to do is we need to collect all of our bets from the past little while <laughs> and, and just do, do, do a show, just do do a betting show, maybe, maybe next week, maybe, well, not next week because the finals are on, maybe during the off season, let's get a few, let's get a few of those together because there is yeah. some money to be made for our audience. Us? Yeah, well, Look, re- we've got passive income. We don't mind. We have, we already have that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If you take the, all the end, all our division previews for the NFL, Plus a few NBA ones. If we'd rem- if we'd gone the Bucks to win the East at five to one, we had that. We we vouched mm. for that early. But talking about a value bet, the Phoenix Suns were forty one to one to win the um, oh. chip this year. God, didn't see it coming that one. That one would show. No, I'll be honest. Really? Forty one to one. Yeah. Talking about value bets and us potentially not winning at all. Um, Manx, do you want to oh, do you want to talk about Belgium? And you're uh, eight to one. Let's uh, talk about Belgium. I'll answer any questions you have for me. <laughs> I am an open book. 
I'd not regret my action. So how much, uh, first question, sorry, first question. Um, how much money did you lose on Belgium? I lost $75, Ben. Sorry, lost uh, can you repeat that one more time? $75. $75. That is a lot of money. Uh, on a sure thing is what you described it to me as. Tim, how did he describe uh, it to you? I, do you have that in writing? Because I don't recall. I have value. <laughs> the value is immense. That's what he That's, said. The value that is, on God. is immense. That is on God. 8-1 to one for the number one ranked team who have been unbeaten for two years. Come on. Come on, Ben. Hindsight. Don't, don't let hindsight. About, you, didn't, you didn't think about the Italians. You didn't think about the, the... Those Italians were the, the Italians, in the future in my mind. And the way I saw it is that was the final. That was the final right there. And whoever won that, I'm looking, I'm thinking, okay, so you're basically saying eight to one to beat Italy because they're going to beat Spain because Spain are a mess. They keep, they're, mm. they're scraping through. And what, you think England are going to win a major European tournament? Oh my God. Mate, stop it's living. never coming it's home. Not 1966, mate. It's over. That's never coming home. Well, I don't even know. Well, you... <laughs> Jesus Christ. What do you have against England? Holy dooly. Man, England sucks. England sucks. No one wants. I don't, no, I don't want that winning. No one wants that winning. Everyone, literally, England is probably the most the, the 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 country that people come together to hate the most. That's what they do. England draw people together to hate them in every single sport. Think about the cricket World Cup. That's true. Oh, no one's got no. Oh, robbed, 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 absolutely robbed. Think about hey, the scenes when they lost to South Africa in the um in the Rugby World Cup. Literally, no one wants England to win. Do you really want England brilliant. to have won the Cricket World Cup and the Euros? Like, do we need oh, that in our life? I, I don't. don't. I don't. So, and I mean, I... that brings us to the fact that England are playing Denmark for, mm. on Thursday, 5 o'clock ben. this morning. Not this morning, 5 o'clock on Thursday. I mean, is there any chance that, that Denmark win? Because if I pull up a little insight I have, England have won just one of their last six competitive meetings with Denmark. With that victory coming in 2002. Oh my god! So they've drawn three and lost two to Denmark in the in the past six meetings. Ben, I'll I one mean, up you. I've got six to one on it being an Italy versus Denmark final. Oh Jesus! Is it? Is that, is that a guarantee, mate? Is that a truck? I will not. I will not guarantee it. But I I will say again, the value is immense. That's all I'll say. Well, do you mind if I throw another insight at you? Go on. All seven meetings between England and Denmark at Wembley Stadium have finished 1-0. England <laughs> have won five. Denmark have won two. And the two that Denmark have won have been the last two competitive games they've had there. And no side has ever won three consecutively. <laughs> Where are you Jeez. getting this? That's just... You like these insights? That is the dumbest insight I've ever heard. Think about that. Think about that. I'm letting it. I'm letting it sit, and I don't see the value in that insight. Your first one was good, but you really let yourself down on the second one, like quite immensely, actually. Look, I'm I'm not going to bet it because I think there could be some bias that I just don't want England to win. But it would also be great for Denmark, who. You know, if you talk about England being the most hated, how can you not love Denmark this Euros? They're the fairy tale mm. after what happened in the first mm. game. And now they're just riding on this momentum after the Ericsson incident. Who wouldn't want to see Denmark lose 6 0 to Italy in the final? I know I would. <laughs> That's how I want this to end. Oh. Uh, you keep saying it. You keep saying Italy are going to be in the final. Is, uh, Mankin, is there any chance that Spain beat them? Look. Because. Never, 
Never say never. <laughs> can I throw but... an insight? Can I throw you an insight just quickly? As long, as it, as, long as, it, as, long as it involves 20 years of history, then bring it up. Italy have only beaten Spain twice in their last 14 meetings. Okay, but <laughs> I don't even know where to start. <laughs> Italy were also I mean, undefeated in the last 33 games. That is yes. kind of disgusting. It is insane. See, that's an insight that's probably a little bit more relevant than the the, <laughs> the 25 year span that we could be. Uh, to be fair, they may. That, they, that's because they haven't played Spain probably in the past 33 games or 35 games. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> you also have to think about the fact that Italy and Spain have met nine times previously in European Championship World Cup history, with Italy winning four of those to Spain's one. I mean, that's another thing to think about. Um, making this meeting between Italy and Spain the most played fixture among European nations in major tournament history. Um, <laughs> how's You're that good. for an insight? You're good. I'll give you that. Uh, so your is the value is the value here then is it is the value really here in italy denmark is that really where we're going no i think the value if i had to i do love some value i would say i think italy to win like you can get if you get the the correct score market out i'm pretty sure italy to win 2-0 is 12 to 1 and to win 2-1 is 10 to 1 I feel like one of those. I feel like twelve to one or ten to one for those is is pretty good. I don't. People say going extra time because which I kind of get, but it's it's a good Italian team, man. I don't know if once old mate's back, Chiellini's back, Chiellini, the the old dog, he's back. Yeah. There, so, I mean, one of the best defenses in the entire tournament, right? Yeah, like, I mean, the against Spanish, the Spanish, the Spanish team, that's... Are, Spanish are a little bit overrated. I just think there's <laughs> again, like I'll, they'll probably win it now. Now that I've said that, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. I think Italy, t- Italy to win two one at ten to one. Come on now. So are we all down. Are we all down to bet against England? See, that's something I'm like really rally around. No, no, no. Just, just to not bring it home. Oh, I'm okay with that. Yeah, that. I don't want that. No, not even to bet. Just like. That, that's how you feel. Like everyone here doesn't want England to win. No. Oh yes. Agreed. Perfect. I'm not a, perfect. You just unless you're English and you want England to win, you're just kind of weird. I think. Mm. Ben, talk about England winning and the lack of in the F1 at the moment. Oh. How good has Max Verstappen been? I mean, this this man's on fire. Quite frankly. Um, Back at the Red Bull ring, second week in a row, didn't even look like anybody else had a chance. I think at one mm. point he was he was away by about thirty seconds or mm. something or something stupid like that. It, uh, the commentator said it perfectly. Max Verstappen is just having a nice Sunday drive, mm. um, and everybody else is racing. Uh, mm. I, it's, it's insane what is happening, and the fact that Lewis Hamilton fell out of podium position as well. I I just. I don't know what's going on. I mean, what's going on, Tim? What What is going on? Well, look, Ben, here's what's going on. Mercedes may have made a mistake in investing all their money or a majority of their money in next year's car, thinking that this year they, they have, you know, an easy ride to the finish. You know, they, oh. they because because of the cap, you know, because there's that, um, you know, the salary cap or the the um, the cap on spending and, and research on the cars, um, you know, being applied from next year on. 
Apparently what Mercedes has done is they've used a lot of their resources this year to invest in the car, thinking that this, you know, last year's car with a couple of tweaks would be fine to compete against Red Bull, which is why you're seeing, you know, speed, you know, this um, straight, sp- straight speed of Red Bull, um, McLaren, even Ferrari to be faster um, than, than Mercedes. So I think that's what's happening, but you can't, you know, Verstappen's well and truly ahead and he's, He's incredible at the moment. I mean, yes, Red Bull have had the, um, you know, had been been in you know, friendlier tracks, uh, especially for the the dynamic of their car than than Mercedes. But my big take is that Sergio Perez has been the best signing of the last five years. Oh my god, he's been incredible. And, and let's be real, if it wasn't for you know his antics in the first lap and then his further antics with Charles Leclerc with which goddamn brother needed to lay off Charles mm. Leclerc, pushing him off the track constantly. Um, he's been but, incredible. He's been really incredible. Mm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think he's the best signing of the past five years. He's exactly what Red Bull need, that kind of, you know, he knows he's the second driver. Mm. He's humble enough. He's, you know, with Danny Ricciardo, and, and you know, Alec, well, Danny Ricardo wanted to be number one. That was that was his kind of big, um, his, his big, I guess, flaw or drawback. Um, and then mm. you had Alex Albon and Pierre Gasly, who I mean, Pierre is shown now that he's a brilliant driver, but he just wasn't ready um, for Red Bull. And Alex Albon just didn't have it. So I think you know Sergio Perez, considering that he, you know, Chico may have not have had a, a car to drive in a couple, uh, you know, six months ago to be where he is at the moment. I think it's perfect. And, and that I think that they've definitely got the constructors, this constructors, cha- um, what's it called? The constructors championship. championship. That's it. Um, well, and truly, you know, not locked up, but they're definitely in the, in the driver's seat for it. Mind the pun, but. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you mentioned the best signing. Um, and I, I want to point out, and I don't know, is this unfair to say that Daniel Ricciardo just hasn't been it? And, and I don't want to say he's the worst yeah. signing, but he's not, he's that brother best, is making is bank. That brother is making a lot of bank over at McLaren. And I mean, he's just sort of not been there again, as it mm. was when he first rocked up at Renault. Um, is this maybe just first year jitters or is he just not got it? Look, I think he has to still have it. Otherwise, you know, it, it's it's hard because... A lot of you know you, you've seen with color signs. He's this. This is his first year at, at um at, at Ferrari, and he's and he's making strides towards you know make you know pushing for those fourth, five, fifth, even even podium positions. Um, as is as is Sergio Perez. So I think you know Daniel just for some reason isn't isn't adjusting to the car quick enough. I mean, this this was probably his best race of the year. Um, mm. You know, starting from thirteenth and, and finishing at sixth, um, but he he definitely has been the biggest anchor for for McLaren in, in the fight for third. I mean, you know, without Lando Norris, who you know Ben, in my opinion, is potentially the third best driver in F one at the moment, um, is you know that McLaren would not be in the contention for for three. Well, I mean, it's interesting that you think Lando's the third best driver um, because. I mean, you put George Russell in a Mercedes. Well, I mean, I, yeah. I think there'd be a whole different question. Can we? I mean, can we? Can we acknowledge how screwed over George got? I mean, in that the last couple laps, battling off Fernando Alonso for mm. 
only for one point. That's all he asks for. That's all that anybody wants. Just wants one point, and they can't even give him that. I mean, yeah. I feel for him. I, I really feel for him. Incredible effort in the Williams. I mean, Ben, I, I've literally got it right here. Um, is George Russell Russell a shoe in to pair with Hamilton next year because Valtteri is out of contract? Oh. contract. I mean, because... everybody says that Silverstone is when they're going to announce it, and that's 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 the next race. Uh, you know, that's that's the next race, man. Um, one can only hope, though. I mean, right? yeah. I mean, one can really only hope. That's the thing, like like you said, Ben. You know, he, he got screwed over last year, and, and with if it wasn't for that that stuff up in the pits, um, and by McLaren, um, not McLaren, by Mercedes, he would have he would have finished. He would have got his first podium and his first first. So I think I think George Russell, yeah, he he's definitely in that fight for for a top three driver. I think just because of his car at the moment, it puts him, you know, it puts him further back oh, in yeah. line. But. I mean, Lando Norris has been performing incredibly, but I think put George Russell in a Mercedes, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he you know is now fighting for for a drivers championship. So I guess the, the and you mentioned it before is do you really think that this holds for Red Bull and for Max Verstappen? Like, is this really what's going to happen? It depends. I mean, <laughs> it. I mean, he he's in he's in incredible form at the moment. I think the car is driving extremely well. Mm. I think definitely these next couple of Grand Prix are going to be an indicator because, you know, they're a little bit more, you know, they don't suit the Red Bull as much as, of course, the Red Bull ring um, and, and the last couple, um, you know, Monaco and the last couple races. So I think, I think you know, all the pressures on Hamilton and a lot of people, I think, would say all the pressures on, on Verstappen. Um, and I guess there is pressure on him, definitely. But I think Hamilton is the one who's put him, himself in that position. You know, it was a contract year. He's he's re-signed for two years. Um, you know, he's he's won the drivers' championship seven straight, I believe. Um, mm. and, and it's just, I think all the pressure's on him to perform because if he doesn't, they're going to be thinking, well, shit. You know, has Mercedes lost it? Has Hamilton lost it? Whereas Verstappen, he's young, he's in a better car. I just think, you know, uh, I, I don't think it's over by a long stretch, but definitely um, Hamilton not capitalizing on Verstappen um, having a DNF weeks ago. And, oh. you know, this week him not, not, not getting a podium. I think that's definitely going to throw some, uh, throw some stones in the works. I mean, it'll be interesting. It's, it's, it feels nice though, to have a season where things are actually competitive. Mm. Right. And I, I think what adds to that is the fact that Ferrari are good again. The fact that McLaren yeah. are nice, are, are competitive again as well. I mean, everybody's racing, um, and it feels like I'm not getting the usual Verstappen, Hamilton, Bottas as my podium, which yep. has to be my favorite part of the whole season, if I'm honest. And and I, I just hope that that can continue for the rest of the way, really. Definitely, and, and and I think next year it's going to be a very very exciting season because of the salary cap, um, and, and you know those restrictions that are placed on it. But this kind of leads us on to a new season of international rugby. Now I'm going to keep it nice and quick because I know one Manx hates, not hates rugby, but hates the Wallabies. No, um, he's un-Australian. He's un-Australian. Just say that he's un-Australian. I, well, I think it is. I think it's, I hate the Wallabies. Yeah, you do. You don't hate international rugby. You hate the Wallabies. Um, first of all, I want to give a little shout out to Japan who played incredibly against Ireland. Um, mm. Although they didn't get the dub, incredible game and it's just 
Jamie Joseph, the the coach, just it's just shown exactly what he's you know what he's capable of and and the strides that he's he's made on in bringing them into potentially a tier one nation. Uh, Romania, I, I watched the um, the Argentina Romania game this morning. Great. Mm. I mean, look, it, it was it wasn't necessarily that close, but Romania. First of all, their jerseys were fresh. I don't know if you saw it, but they, they looked incredible. Um, but they kept it pretty competitive until the 75th minute. So good on them. Um, the Lions, Ben, the Lions are looking deadly. They're looking really good. Yes, yes. Yes, they're versing crappy teams. Um, I mean, South Africa will look nice as well. But it's gonna. I think it's going to be a nice, nice little series. And which leads us, oh, well, of course, a little shout out to New Zealand, uh, 100 not out. 100, oh, 102 Jesus to Christ. zero points. That was torture, man. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. You, they put that on live television. Uh, that, that's <laughs> like, yeah. It's not fair. It, <laughs> far out, man. Jesus. I mean, to to be fair to Tonga, they had a lot going against them. They didn't have all their best players. A lot of people. A lot of um, people kind of uh, decided to opt out for contract reasons, for safety reasons, um, for mo- you know money reasons. Um, so I think definitely that didn't help. But yeah, that 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 was televised. That 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 was televised murder. That was yeah. The the fact that there was twenty five points in the first like fourteen minutes or something like that was disgusting. Yeah, not nice. Which not nice. It's not nice. Do you know what else is not going to be nice? What? Australia losing to a third tier France team. Oh, we're third tier. Come on, Tim. Come on, Tim. Oh, it's their That's third what? strings. I mean, look, our our team isn't great like as in we've had quite a few injuries sorry Manx what are you saying no no you go you go I was just saying we've we've had a few fair few injuries I like the team don't like Jake Gordon starting I would much prefer Tate McDermott um to start and and potentially put Jake Gordon off the bench um but besides that the only other one I don't like is Tom Banks at fullback but I think it's a solid team um I, I would you know I don't want to say we're going to win because the Wallabies and winning never really have the same, um, you know, are mentioned in the same conversation at the moment. But I think it will be a, a good contest. Um, you know, France France is still strong, even though they haven't, you know, got their their headline players. But yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for the boys. Hopefully, hoops I mean, can, who can do something. I mean, uh, one thing that I did notice about the whole Jake Gordon thing is the fact that they wanted someone more experienced playing at nine when you had, you know, if we're honest a pretty mediocre number 10 who's really young in Noah Lolesio, right? He's pretty young in his first couple, in his, in his first couple starts, he wasn't very good uh, Mm. for the Wallabies. Let's be real here. So I think they wanted someone more experienced at nine. Um, How do you feel about this whole thing of, of Taniela Tupo off the bench? Are you a fan? Uh, Yeah, really? Yeah, and the reason why I think you I think you put him on at halftime. I think you give him forty minutes. I, I don't, you know. I think I, I like him starting. I do, but I think that off the bench, bit of firepower, his scrummaging, his uh, you know ability to run the ball. I, I think I think with Alan Alatoa and and that front row at the moment, I think I think they can hold the fort for the first forty, and then you got that firepower because I also love Angus Bell. I think he's going to be one of the better props in the in world rugby in the next coming years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and him coming off the bench as well. I, I guess, I guess what it does, um, is give, is gives that front row a bit more experience as well. Um, and, and, and it gives that bench a little bit more firepower. So I don't, I, I don't mind it at all. Megan, if you had to pick a result for this one, 
are you are you firmly in the camp that the Wallabies don't stand a chance? No, because it's different this time around, Ben. This next generation <laughs> coming through. Oh, mate, this is the one. This is the one. Tim, I don't know how you. Can how many times it. have you heard that? I don't. Tim, how many times have you heard that one? How old am I? Twenty. I'm twenty years old. I've heard it for twenty years. <laughs> uh, Tim, I don't know. I mean, how you support, 18, 18, you support 18. a team. Support a team that has lied to us our whole lives about what the future holds. I don't know how you do it. I don't know. Look, I'm, hey, we've had we've had bright spots. We've had have we? we've had bright moments. Yeah, two thousand. You know, two two before two thousand three. So we had two years of, of great moments. Two years of great moments before, or three years before the the two thousand three World Cup. Then everything went to shit. 2015, hey, 2015, we had hope, and then it kind of went back to shit. So we've we've had we've had moments, makes um, fleeting moments, unfortunately. Moments. Different definition of moments. I don't consider having not seen a world, having not seen a Bledisloe Cup win in my lifetime, not a good thing. Mm. Yeah, there was one in two thousand, I think. I'm okay, sure there was one yeah. in oh, two thousand one, two thousand two. Yeah, I mean, one year. Megan, you're a you're a man who loves the betting. Uh, Australia are currently a dollar twenty eight to win, whereas France are three dollars and seventy two cents. So I can bet on I can bet against the team that's lied to me for twenty years. I'm going to take France. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Just go bankrupt, Look, so then I can start bl- so we can rebuild again. All right. That that is, oh, mate. There is so many. We honestly, McLaugh- the amount of chat that me and McLaughlin talk about, we should be the CEO and the CFO of Australian rugby because we we've worked it out. We spent hours just on Messenger. We've we've got we've got all the receipts. We know how to fix it. Thanks. Get them bankrupt. You you can be in charge of you can be in charge of the finances. Ben, please market us because the Wallabies don't know how to market themselves. Yes, I know. Um, and. And then maybe we can we can you know rebuild. Although, like you said, Manx, we've been saying that for twenty one years, so who knows? But unfortunately, that does lead us to the end of today's podcast. So thank you very much for listening. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Get Around It Pod, and like us on Facebook at the Get Around It Podcast. Thanks, guys, and bye.